In episode 60, we focus our discussion on the recent environmental disasters in Ohio, and that includes the Say What and Amen battles. Ryan is going to tee up the second Truth and Tunes trivia in 2023, and we're going to see if someone can dethrone Jeremy. Don, that's you and I. That's our only option. Hey, we got a Calling Your Shot Super Bowl update, and Jeremy's going to close us out and fix your eyes. Six in the Mix, a band of brothers talking faith. But we pray to a God uh, who has all power, uh, who is in sovereign control of all events. Fix your eyes, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Family. And my dad, I think, enjoyed that more than than any of us put together. But every time we'd get around Thanksgiving, he, he would name all of, all of our friends, you know, by name. And uh, it just, it was, that was a great, that was a great time. Sports. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Brett Favre pass. And I'm going to say that one is probably the most perplexing. Would have taken us to the Super Bowl, right? That was the NFC Championship. That's correct. Yeah. So yep. yeah, just like the, the Falcons, Gary Anderson miss. It's just unfortunate. In politics. I was supremely disappointed with the Supreme Court's decision of the healthcare. Join us on our journey. Again, we're going to welcome you to episode 60 of Six in the Mix. As a reminder, please drop comments and topic suggestions on our Facebook page, Six in the Mix Podcast. Find our videos on YouTube and Rumble. Uh, share these with family and friends who need to laugh, be encouraged to think, and encouraged to pursue Christ. All righty. So we are kind of focusing a little bit on the state that I live in. It's not my home state, but it's a state that uh, I've lived in coming up on here 12 years. Uh, with the family. So there's been some recent uh, incidents in Ohio. And so though not every submission in the say what and amen battles focus on that, you'll see a distinct theme throughout uh, both of the battles there. So uh, we've got some good ones. Um, we I'm trying to think this may be the first time that we have had a contestant in both the say what and the amen battle. So just trying to be fair, uh, might surprise you who pops up in, in, in both of them. I'm trying to think, I don't think we've had a contestant that's uh, been uh, you know, challenging us from a say what and an amen side, but we do this time. So we'll see what you guys have to say. I have no doubt it will be controversial. So let's start off with uh, say what battle episode 60. What? Side wars! This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you talk about? Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll if you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s and 40s. Google it. Everybody at home. When is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime and they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime according to Google Google or whatever it is. A woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s. (laughs) 
personally want to hear from the former president. I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in, I just, I kind of just thought that would be an awesome moment of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in, I just... I kind of just thought that would be an awesome moment. Cuckoo! 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 Is it the view of the president's communications team that he is equally adept in all settings in terms of communications, or are there some that play to greater strengths, some where he probably isn't as strong, etc.? I will tell you this the president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with, uh, I don't know. Uh, the best communicator that we have in the White House. I was going to foot him, uh, foot, foot, foot him. What I tried to do was balance two things. My desire to be involved and engaged and on the ground, which is uh, uh, how I am uh, generally wired to act, and my desire to follow the norm of transportation secretaries allowing NTSB to really uh, lead the initial stages of the public-facing work. I'll do some thinking about uh, whether I got that balance right. No, no, you didn't get that balance right. Say what battle had uh, quite a few uh, top, top-notch top uh, contestants. Which one gets your vote? <laughs> Who's zooming who? I love that. I, where is that a song? Was that really a song back in the day? Man, I, I guess so. I, yeah, right. Do you guys remember the one that was all I want to do? Zoom, 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 zoom. <laughs> That's the one that do. came to my mind. Boom, boom, Is that boom, what he's boom, talking about? Check, baby, check, baby, one, two, one, two, three, four. Is that what he was referencing, Ryan? Come on, help me out. I'm not. The, I'm not the <laughs> yeah, jukebox. That yeah, you come are. on, jukebox. <laughs> I have no idea what he's talking about. Uh, well, <laughs> as is usually the case when he's talking, I don't know what he's referencing there. Zooming. I want to know, but there must be like a like a '60s or '50s song that he's talking, that he's referencing. That's what I would. That's what I was interpreting that he had a that a song back yeah. in his day was. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I he can't that. remember what he did a week ago, but he remembers stuff back <laughs> when he was 18. Do you see how his face lit up and he's like, he all all of a sudden made connections, but he can't remember what he did two two days ago. Yeah, it it says it was released in '85 by Aretha Franklin. So. 
Oh, yeah. 80, that's an eighties tune. That's what. Wow. That's what how do you not know that? How do I not know this song? Oh, no doubt. Yeah, hey, I'll have to look that up. We need hey, you. feature that on Truth and Tunes trivia. Right? <laughs> Come on, plug it in. <laughs> we'll see about that. Man. I don't know if you guys had uh, had heard that that story. So that young gal that was the uh, grand jury four person down in Georgia, who may have blown the whole case because she said all this stuff before that even goes to trial, which is just crazy. But she's she has like speaking of like back to our previous topic, like last episode, speaking of satanic and demonic stuff, she's like a Wiccan. She- so yeah yeah she's got she's got some of those uh backgrounds if you go and take a look at like her social media and stuff like that um not that i recommend that but i got that from uh you know daily wire um but she's so, just so what is the context so i've seen that many times i'm like yeah she sounds she looks like she's straight up either on something or or controlled by something and i what is the so i don't really understand what is this case in georgia that she's Right. A part of she's the jury, she's in charge of the jury. What what yeah. is this? So so if you remember back when the 2020 election was completed, Georgia was really, really close. Trump had called then Governor Brian Kemp and basically said, Hey, I know we won the state. I need you to find the votes. So obviously the Dems took that and just said, oh, you're trying to steal the election. And so they're based on that premise, they're trying to convict him of rigging the election and, you know, trying to, you know, basically they're trying to do what they can to prevent him from gaining any other political office. Right. right? And so that they thought that was going to be their best play in Georgia based on the phone call that's been taped. I mean, you can hear it. It's not, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not secret. It's not secretive. Um but she did something that even the liberal networks are saying, like, you just kind of ruined, the, you could ruin the whole case because it's probably not going to hold water or it could not hold much water because you're out there saying all the stuff that you should leave to the, it hasn't even gone to trial yet. Yeah. You okay. know, so st- stuff that the, the grand jury should have, you know, hey, we're going to take this in, but I don't, I don't need to blot, blot to the, to everybody, but she wanted her 10 seconds of fame in the world. And you could tell she was just eating it up. She was yucking it up. She was so happy. And it's just what a clown. Yeah. I mean, even if you look at the, the parameters or the requirements of the grand jury and the handbook that they give out, like she violates 10 to 15 of the rules, like with their first statement, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's, it's ludicrous. So Don, who's your vote? Is it is it uh, oh, Biden or this gal? Yeah, I gotta go with Biden. I, he's he's got a he's he's kind of close to the heart uh, for, for this for this uh, for this segment. So so I gotta go with Biden. All right, Biden Zoom is Don's vote. <laughs> what do you got? What I'm, do you got, Jeremy? I, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go to with Buttigieg. <laughs> I don't know what he was saying. I don't know what he was talking. I mean, the the norm, like as a leader, what is the, you're going to, fu- and I'm just going to show, maybe I should revisit that. I'm trying to talk like him. I have no idea what he was trying to communicate or what he was saying or what even he was doing there, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, he, he gets my vote. Yeah, we, we might get into it more, but uh, he showed up after trump showed up right and then yeah. he's trying to express his desire well this is my deep desire to be there but i was relying on what everyone else had done before me so i didn't want to come 
but I will go back and think about my thoughts and reflect on it. Like, are you paying? Like, what are we third graders? Love a Pete. You're just <laughs> no. a moron and terrible at your job. That's it. What a yeah. goofus. Is that your vote too, Matt? Pete? Oh man. It's yeah, it, it, it really is. I mean, you talk about a guy who has been, you know, gone net like nowhere to be found doing a job that can you name any other transportation secretaries? No, that's a good it's point. a it's a no it's it's a no person job. But you know, you think about the stuff that has impacted the country related to transportation, and he's nowhere to be found. Probably the most important transportation secretary of our generation, as far as what needed to get done with the pandemic and the supply chains and all that stuff, and he can't even respond to something. It's ridiculous. He took two months off for paternity leave and he's not not needing to recover. And you heard him say, well, I want, I want somebody else to be the front face of this, you know? I mean, like, isn't that, aren't you, aren't you the guy? (laughs) Comes with the role. Exactly. Like it's just, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. He's clown number one. That, that Wiccan gal was clown one A though. (laughs) That was a close second in my book. What this you got, is, Ryan? This was a really, I had a really hard time deciding all of these. I thought all of them were very uh, competitive with their, with their statements, but I think, man, it's tough. I have a different one. <laughs> this is how close it is. We all almost all have this bunch at the top. Um, so I, I was going to go with Don Lemon uh, just because I couldn't believe he said that when <laughs> oh, it first man. came out. <laughs> And I thought, what is he think? Does he not want a job anymore? Why would you even <laughs> say something like that? But then I've got to go with, I think I've got to go with KJP by calling Biden the best communicator in the White House. <laughs> I, I mean, I know you've got to say really nice things about your boss, but that is, oh, that was over the top. So I think she's going to nip uh, Don Lemon for me uh, in this week's uh category so yeah i'll go with kjp on that gotcha yeah i did love the looks that the women gave don lemon though like oh, i've i've seen those see a time or two like oh, in their eyes yeah you just Here know you screwed comes. up they they couldn't believe and he it. knew it too he was trying yeah. to he was trying to dig just a little bit oh, out of yeah. it and save face at the same time dug a hole straight to he double hockey sticks <laughs> and felt the flames yeah. oh my goodness i because I mean, they were right to ask to define what do you mean by prime? Because even yeah, as guys, right. we have different right. primes for different aspects of life, right? I mean, right. our uh, we're probably fastest, most reflex twenty eight to thirty two or whatever. We're probably strongest thirty eight mm-hmm. to forty two, right? So it's uh, they were right to ask that question, and he, <laughs> I don't think he's been back to work since, has he? <laughs> well, well, does I, he still have a job? I. Yeah. He had one day of uh, one day of whatever training he had to go through. I know he's back. <laughs> he, just, he was visiting me oh with some goodness. diversity training. <laughs> good, good. How'd that go? <laughs> well, 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 it's an example of if you're if you're if your number one defense uh, against the take you're trying to defend is is Google it. The, you know you got a problem <laughs> that's not no. gonna google fly it. i know and that's what i told you about the aretha song i said well it's from google and i'm thinking about don lemon i'm like yeah this shouldn't be my case in point here yeah i, I think it's just it's evidence of his arrogance he is just an arrogant yeah. narcissistic 
guy and whatever he says thinks he thinks it's gold coming out of his mouth and i i think he truly believed it even at the time now looking back he probably said man i I, at least i hope he would say that he's a moron but i think he probably in in the moment was like i'm making a really good point i'm gonna stick with it and he just you know pride comes before destruction and i I don't know how many times that guy's got to fall before he's destroyed but i guess when you work at cnn uh, unless you're a Chris Cuomo, I guess you got, uh, you got nine lives. So. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I think both Don and Pete are part of protected classes in a sense. So it's not as mm-hmm. much about productivity and excellence as it is. They're part of a protected class that will be celebrated for who they are and getting into the roles they have, thus making it tougher to take them down. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you, you keep saying that then, Don. Keep saying it. Not our Don, <laughs> but Don Lamon. Yeah. So all righty. Well, let's hey, let's get to some good stuff because there was some good things that have uh that have been said uh recently, and I wanna I wanna dive into that in uh, episode 60, Amen Battle. right now the idea that americans would look to the sky and see a chinese spy balloon flying over us is nothing more than a massive national embarrassment Disney is no longer going to have self-government. They're not going to have their own government. Disney is going to pay its fair share of taxes, and Disney's going to honor the debt, and that's exactly what this proposed piece of legislation will do. Uh, if you remember, when we first went down this road last spring, a lot of folks in the media were saying that, oh my gosh, Disney's actually going to pay less taxes, and Floridians are going to pay more taxes. They were saying that, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Well, this puts that to bed. And so those debts will be honored and those will be paid. Now, this is obviously now going to be controlled by the state of Florida, which is no longer self-governing for them. So there's a new sheriff in town and that's just the way it's going to be. To the people of East Palestine and to the nearby communities in Ohio and Pennsylvania, uh, we have told you loud and clear, you are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. We stand with you, we pray for you, and we will stay with you in your fight to help answer and the accountability that you deserve. We'll have that accountability. It'll all be out there very clearly. Over the past few weeks, the community has shown the tough and resilient heart of America, and that's what it is. This is really America right here. We're standing in America. Unfortunately, as you know, in too many cases, your goodness and perseverance were met with indifference and betrayal in some cases. Uh, Are you shocked he hasn't come here yet? Oh, well, he should have uh, been here a long time ago. Boot edge edge. You know what you call him, boot edge edge. That's the way. Uh, he should have been here a long time ago. Now, he was supposed to come today, but he heard I was coming today and he postponed it. But whenever he comes, he's got to do his job. And if we didn't come, they never would have come. 
We're learning today the extraordinary planning that went into President Biden's secret trip to war-torn Ukraine. It was a visit shrouded in secrecy, to say the least. The White House even published a fake schedule showing the president at work in the Oval Office when he was actually in the air on his way to Ukraine, accompanied by just three aides. Typically, the president can take over a dozen staffers with him somewhere, a huge security contingent, but we are now learning that he went with a small medical staff, a photographer, only a handful of staffers were there with him. All told, it was a 20-hour odyssey for the 80-year-old Biden. But he sure looked fresh as he was greeted by Ukraine's President Zelensky and his wife. The two leaders didn't flinch when an air raid siren rang out as they crossed Kyiv's central square to lay wreaths at a monument to the thousands of soldiers killed in the war. Amen Battle 60, wrought with controversy. Let's go. <laughs> what say you? I love that Biden take when he's, he's him and Zelensky are walking in the air and air raid sirens go off. They don't even flinch. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh, that's man, that's my favorite one. Oh, <laughs> now I will. So, so here's what I will say. So here's why I put Biden on the amen battle, because did you know when, well, let me ask you this. So sorry, Ryan, I'm going to cut into trivia a little bit, but I'm going to put you on the, you can see if you can answer the question. When was the last president that went into a wartime, uh, a wartime location? Well, what is, what is the. Uh... What do we define as a wartime location? Uh, basically, off, without off U.S. soil, without military, without military accompaniment. Okay, our military accompaniment. Uh, was it W? What George nope. W. Bush? Nope. Hmm. So again, now I'm, I'm not the 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 historian that dug on this one, but uh, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, when 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 he went. So I want to call out Biden. Now we know definitely photo op, but that's what you got to do when you're in politics. But to go over there and take a a risk that you know I think it some solidarity and you know standing up for what uh, you know against Russia. I want to I want to call him out. I think that was that was something that uh, that had some that had a little bit of my admiration there. Like man, that that's you do more of that stuff, pal. You. You might make it in the amen battle more more often. <laughs> Come on, you you're you're saying that the the fake uh, uh daily agenda that <laughs> fooled the Russians, they oh, they're sitting over there in Moscow. Oh, foiled again. They got us on the fake agenda. Come on. And you you also know that that air raid siren went off just to demonstrate <laughs> that you know something was happening and biden knew all about it the yeah. whole time it was, it was so rigged so rigged this whole thing oh you, you guys are ruining matt's faith in our president why are you doing that yeah I, I, you know we we call him out for a lot of stuff but i i want to recognize that that would like think about this if trump would have done that let's say trump wins the election and he goes over there. And now he said he would have ended the war or anything like that. I think if a Republican did that, we would all applaud that. 
So I think when uh, a counterpart does something like that, we can't just say, well, we don't really like him and a lot of his views. I'm trying to recognize when I think he does something that has some level of of uh, nobility um, or value to it. That's that's the reason why I put him in. And I was expecting a dog fight after, so I'm excited. If a Republican had done that, I would have been rooting for the Russians to blow up Kiev at that point. Come on. (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, I did note this. Listen, he only traveled with three aides, a a partial medical team, and then whoever else was out, you know, in that. I think it was all medical staff, but, you know, whatever. Three aides as opposed to the, the dozen, that's... He's 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 doing better, you know. And what is his? He's more, he, I I don't think that was him. He, I think that was a robot. That you see how way he walks. What? What? <laughs> you see him walking around. <laughs> yeah, well, people have made a That's big deal about his his gait, his walk, which is a little stiff. That's true. Do you think there's going to be back-to-back Dons in the say what battle for <laughs> 60 and 61? You keep talking nonsense like that. Hey, hey. Just it was gout, okay? It was gout. Matt, gout. Matt's got a sensitivity there, too. Darn right. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Yeah, No, I... Uh... I can't give him any credit for doing that. Come on. Yeah, you, you don't have to pick him down. So uh, no, instead of Biden, who who do you got? No, no, I gotta go with that one because I think it's hilarious just out of the fear <laughs> fact that he's that the siren goes off and they don't even flinch. They foiled the Russians with the fake agenda. Like they did not know that he was on his way to, to Ukraine going off on the plane. Come on, there's yeah, they I don't know. I think it's America. America. Do what we want to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Ryan, what well, do you think? Hey, or Jared, will you go ahead, Jimmy? Yeah. Sorry to jump in. I, I don't know anything about what's going on with the Disney thing. I have no idea what, what that whole battle is about. But I am, I am, I'm going to go with DeSantis simply because that guy is bold to do things that nobody else seems to want to touch in his state that are that are right things to do and whether it's education whether it's you know in the public sector um here in the you know world sector really for disney i mean that's a huge enterprise and whatever is going on there and however he's he's making that happen just shows me strict and strong and very very solid leadership however he's doing that and it seems like even in the face of opposition he's getting it done so He's going to get my amen battle, even though I have no idea what's really um, about that. I just see leadership in him, and so he's got my vote. Solid. What you got, Ryan? Yeah, I, you guys know my fondness for um, Governor DeSantis, but I'm actually going to go with the Trumpster tonight because the Trumpster, I, the Trumpster gets my vote, and I, I know he's an opportunist. That that was a brilliant political move to get over to Ohio and. You know, he's amongst friends there, no doubt. But, you know, he's he's stating why he's so much better than, you know, his opposition making this trip. But I, what what won me over was when he said he just had to go and say, I call him boot edge edge. And then he says it again, boot edge edge. <laughs> he just, just reminded me how, how we all just kind of <laughs> fell in love with him for being so special, uh, you know, back, back a few years ago. So, 
Um, I, I, I don't know. I guess there's a chance he could be the nominee again. I, I hope it's DeSantis. I, I just don't want a lot of the uh, distraction, but it, it cracked me up just hearing him say boot a judge a couple of times. <laughs> so I'll say amen to that. Yeah, Trump Trump is good too. I mean, I think I'll shout out to Nikki Haley. I don't know if I'll pick her necessarily, but yeah, I think she's obviously vying for the vice president role. Um, or, you know, I don't think she truly think she'll she'll have the main nomination but i think she's she's got some interesting takes and a really sharp gal who is in her prime don lemon <laughs> nikki haley's in her prime and can hold her own with uh with a lot of folks so uh, i think uh i think her on the attack will be fun to watch in the in the primary um but i think trump coming to uh, east palestine ohio was was really good and i i don't think buddha judge was going to come you know, until Trump came, I don't, I don't buy it that he was, he was coming. I think they're trying to hide from it, which we'll get into it a little bit later, but um, I think uh, Trump, Trump was, a, that's, that's vintage Trump right there. You know, in, I don't know if you saw the clips of him and McDonald's, like buying everybody's McDonald's and saying, I know the McDonald's menu better than anybody. You let me know what you want. I'll get it for you. And he's true. Billion billionaire and dudes eat, eat, eats McDonald's like six times a day. It's ridiculous. So you should have had that clip on there. It would have been a no-brainer for me. I was kind of waiting to say, yeah. Trump, but man, yeah. that would have been a great quote. Yeah. And Jeremy, just to your question, so a 30-second blurb on it. So basically, Disney uh, basically ran their own government, didn't have to pay taxes. Like It was kind of almost like a Washington, D.C. within Florida, where they kind of so governed Florida themselves. Gave them gave them that land and district, basically? Yeah, basically, because back in the day, they generate so much income and revenue, they were allowed to do what they wanted. Well, when they went with all that woke nonsense and started you know, doing this and promoting all that stuff, DeSantis says, whoa, whoa, time out. You've got a cherry position here, and you just put yeah. that in jeopardy because you're attacking the very things that we in, in Florida hold near and dear. And so he took that. It, it was a whole district. They had their own fire department, wow. own police department, own, and it's because they generated so much revenue. And he said, "Yo, sure. you guys screwed that up. You're done." So massive financial implications for Disney. Massive. Yeah. Massive. Well, that's what that's what I hear. I hear him just willing to take on these big corporations yeah. and other things for the right reasons, not mm -hmm. not to you know gain things on on you know willfully or right. whatever. It's just right. the right reasons. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He's, oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Hey, hey speaking of uh, Matt, you mentioned uh, uh, Nikki Haley and the vice president. Did you guys see that uh, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy yeah. uh, entered the race this week? Uh, I, I, I thought, man, this guy, cause he doesn't have much political experience, but he's become this anti-woke, just really smart intellectual voice and very bold i thought he might make a good vice president for somebody to help gain some of that experience and he's i, I just looked him up he's he was born in 1985 so wow. how young i mean seriously that, that nine years younger than i am I, uh, yeah. apparently so 30 37 then ish yeah uh, so oh. just barely eligible uh to be in those roles Wow. Yeah, it's a good point. And if, it's funny, Ryan, I knew that if had I remembered that when I was putting it together this weekend, I would have likely dropped him as a uh, in the AMM bow because he did have some, yeah, some really good stuff to say. So uh, he's kind of more of an unknown, but yeah, brilliant mind, brilliant mind, for <laughs> sure. So yeah. All righty. Well, that that was an enjoyable battle that got got the uh, the slate warmed up. 
Any other things, Don, that you want to tee up for the, the opening? Yeah, I got some here. I think uh, I'd like to share something with you guys. I had a had an interesting experience over there. Well, was that, I want to say it was a week and a half ago. Um, kind of piggyback off of the uh, Joe Biden robot. Um, had a close encounter, should you, if you will, uh, experience uh, a week and a half ago. Um, so let me say this. I, again, it had to deal with my dog, Argo, taking my dog out. Crazy things happen to me when I would take this dog out, apparently, is what I'm realizing. And I blame it solely on the dog because the dog... <laughs> I've, I've I've spoke about the dog before. This dog has a uncanny ability to attract odd people, odd situations. Uh, you know, I was trying to think of uh, an example of of somebody we might know. You know, in our circles, that you when you you know everybody's got somebody like this in their life. And I think of maybe Ryan as that person who attracts odd ducks, who attracts odd circumstances, right? But that doesn't really put us in a too good a light, I because because we're kind of <laughs> and friends of friends forever. <laughs> But this dog, I swear, is like <laughs> just it, it just attracts craziness. And my I mean my younger daughter will not even take this dog out for a walk because because the dog will attract people to her to you know say, Oh, can I pet your dog? I mean, at first I thought this was just a puppy thing because he the dog was a, a pretty cute puppy, but you know, I told you my story about Duluth and how he owns that town, and grown men were actually coming up to me asking me to pet my dog and and I thought that would end, but it's still, it's not ending. Things are still weird. People are still approaching me. People will actually stop their car along the side of the road and come out and say, can I pet your dog? Oh and this, <laughs> this dog is what? like, <laughs> this dog is still like, you know, is she, he's going to turn three in, in, uh, in March here. And Become so. Become the agent and sell this thing. <laughs> Okay, but that's the thing. I don't know what I'm selling. I don't know what this dog has. <laughs> Apparently something. Make your millions. I'll be your agent for goodness sake. So this was, this happened, you know, at a time when we were dealing with all the, the balloons and the Chinese spy balloons and things up in the sky and UFOs. And I was out there taking the dog out to do his business. Uh, this is around dinner time after work. And I'm outside. It's pitched. It's, you know, at this time it's pitch black out. So, and there was just a perfect night outside, not, not a, uh, not a cloud in the sky stars out. So I've actually taken the dog. I'm like, you know, I look up at the sky. I'm like, what can we see tonight? Because it's just all the craziness, right? Something's got to happen. I'm like, something, something's going to happen. Nothing happens. I'm throwing snowballs at the dog and, and uh, look up again. And, and there it is up in the night sky, a string of lights going across the sky, string of lights. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, fabricating this in any way. I actually have proof of this. I videotaped it or video recorded it on my phone. I'm like, what in the world is going on here? I'm running out. I get Jen. Jen's in there cooking dinner. I said, Jen, Jen, you got to come out here. You got to come out here. Sure enough, she comes out here. She's like, what are you talking about? I don't see anything. And then all of a sudden she stops mid-sentence. There it is. She sees it too. A string of lights going across the sky. I'm like, you're seeing this, right? <laughs> and we're all freaking out. And so I do have proof that this did happen. Now, 
I have video footage. I did not. Uh, Where's I your phone? I yeah. I I mean, I'm I've got the video footage, but I'm not going to share it because after doing some review and some research, uh, uh, what what I was seeing, I confirmed was not a UFO. It was identifiable, um, and uh, it is a phenomenon that's happening uh, a lot lately. In fact, if you just Google, if you just Google "string of lights in the night sky," you'll you'll be able to see it. You'll be able to see what the, what I saw, uh, similar to what I saw, I should say, because of our friend Elon Musk, who is sending up Starlink satellites to uh, to uh, send out a a spider web he's basically creating a spider web of a, of a network of internet network out in, the, in low orbit space and basically these what i was seeing what jen and i were seeing were these string of sa uh, satellites like there was about 30 lights going across the sky uh going to their program location to set up shop as and be a part of this uh starlink network for you know internet uh high high speed internet and so, so it was, I mean, much to my disappointment, I did not encounter a UFO or anything like that. But having said that, I Jen does not know this. So I'm still banking on a good, uh, a good time at, at, at the next uh, social event when Jen will tell her story like only she can. And I will have no idea what she's talking about. So... <laughs> It's genius. What a what a great plan. I mean, you gotta take advantage of an opportunity. This, what it presents this will itself. Not backfire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's well thought out, Don. Good. I mean, I mean, if anything, Don Lamont taught me well, Google it. I Googled it. There it was. Google, <laughs> Google it. So <laughs> oh wow. But that's my UFO story. So yeah, I was disappointed that it wasn't actually a UFO or a Chinese spy balloon or anything like that it happened over Brooklyn Park at uh, about six thirty uh, one evening. But um, but that's my story. So there there was another thing I want to talk about. I, you know, I, I debate on whether I want to talk about this, but I want to talk about maybe you know we, we've heard all about the the uh, Alabama. Alabama situation going Alabama basketball team situation. Have you guys heard about this? Uh, apparently yeah, one of their star it. players uh, involved in some altercation. We don't know exactly what was done, but basically one of the players is in, is in jail for shooting somebody or, or I can't, I guess I can't say that for sure. Cause I know that there are still alleged allegations going around. Uh, but this gentleman that was a part of the team is still a part of the team um, did uh, supposedly bring the gun to the, to the firefight apparently that happened. I don't know. I think, I think there's still a lot of things we don't know. And it's put Nate Oates coach, coach Nate Oates into the, uh, into the fire and um he might have said a few things that maybe probably weren't the greatest things to say but um i think there's still a whole lot of a whole lot of speculation a whole lot of information we don't know about and i don't want to necessarily get your uh, comment or your opinion on what should be done or if what has been done the right thing the, man, the gentleman is still the, he's a freshman one of the top probably the top five uh Pro, NBA prospect in in this in this upcoming draft, mm. uh, he's still playing, still on the team. 
right, wrong, or different. I don't know. But I was wondering, you know, that 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 gentleman still playing on their team. I re- if I recall, I think half of uh half of the uh the podcast crew was was suspended from a basketball team back in the day. Would this I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Is I mean, is these apples to apples or these apples to oranges? I mean, comparison-wise, I feel like, you know, if I would have done something like this, yeah, I probably would have been a suspended. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I was suspended from the basketball team for going to a movie. So I guess, you know, <laughs> I don't know if if anybody else wants to confess, uh, feel free. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like my suspension was, you know, somewhat in the realm of, I mean, I don't know. I I got suspended for going to a movie. I think it was Bruce Willis's The Jackal movie. If I remember right, well worth it. Well worth every every time spent uh, on suspension. So, <laughs> who, who else was suspended? Uh, anybody else from this podcast? Yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, I got the boot at good the same ben, time. Right, ben at was the same with... time. There were people. There were other people at that same exact theater in sitting in that stupid theater who were also part of that. That did not get a suspension. No, no wait, 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 wait. Did well, not. Was this the same one, Jeremy, or was yeah, this two yeah, different ones? Right. No, these two are two different stories. So, yeah, two, these yeah, are two so, different stories. So my yeah, my yeah, suspension yeah. did not happen with during your suspension. Your 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 suspension no. happened, I think, a, a year after after I was done. Right. Right. Is that right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you learned right. nothing. I I I failed I failed you in that. Right. You learned nothing. Okay. No, Go yeah. ahead. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, but it was crazy because the in in our in our situation. There were there were other players that were in that in that theater that should have been suspended as well, and just either either straight up lied or they weren't asked or something. And you know we I I didn't I didn't I told the truth. Were you there? Yeah, yeah, I was there. What you know what that means? Yeah, you're going to get suspended. Okay, got suspended. And then if you remember John John Calcamujo and myself and a few others. We actually made shirts, t-shirts that, and yep. and he had two stripes on his because he had, he was in the second offense. This was oh. the second time he did that. Yeah, he, was the, he, had, was a, he was with me. I, I, only, <laughs> I only had one stripe on my prison shirt. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, well, that was, that was. Well, isn't I, it funny? It's, it's, it's funny because I thought that the same people that turned you in or were, or I'm sorry, the same people that 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 were at your movie that didn't get into trouble were the same people that turned me in uh to that went to the because uh, i went to the movie if, if i i believe that's that that is true i i don't know i don't remember exactly who that was for you but i i do know for us yeah so if it's the same person or people <laughs> well while i don't well i don't condone you know my buddies making poor decisions i will say that god worked all things together for good because it led to my highest scoring collegiate <laughs> basketball game because there was literally like seven people left on the male of the, of the men in pillsbury and so i got to start that game and i think i scored in the 20s or something like that high teens or 20s yeah Matt, i just well I mean, I dominated done. yeah I dominated it was you know it was it was pretty cool yeah did you that did I, you win I those agree. games I don't recall if we won. Oh. Yeah. I think we played Affelbus, like the, the Lutheran school up in. Yeah, how did you not win that game? Then you, you should have well, won. You had to win. If I'm starting, you may not. You may not be competitive. 
Yeah, I, I echo Matt. So thank you, Don, for that year one that allowed me to, uh, again, contribute a little bit more. Jeremy, I, I don't have the same thanks for you because when you got suspended in that second year, then they had to call me out of retirement. So I did not appreciate that. <laughs> I wanted to rest peacefully in retirement. Oh, you love the attention. Oh, it just no, gave you opportunity. Oh, you love was that, that. Was that the That's... game when you shot your free throw and it got stuck between the backboard well, and the rim? It wasn't uh, a rim? free throw, pal. Was it? it was not a free throw. Oh. Just a regular jump shot. I had no legs. I had (laughs) built up no endurance. But it was the same. It was the same trip where uh, Coach Max was all excited. We got a place to stay, but the girls didn't have a place to stay after we drove (laughs) up the field. Bonus, (laughs) shooter. (laughs) That's That's priceless. That's so good. So wait a minute. Tell me the story. I don't know if I was there for this one. Oh my goodness. (laughs) What happened? The girls didn't have a place to stay, but the guys did. (laughs) Was that that was up in Northland, right? Oh oh, Canada, uh Providence. (laughs) Oh, that's right. It was Trinity. I I don't know. I don't know the exact story, Dom, but um I don't know. I must have been busy studying the playbook or something on the drive. It was a long drive. <laughs> you weren't sunny and no play. There's no such thing. What was the story? They, so you guys got all the way up to, we got, to Providence. We got all the way up there. And you know, long trip, of course. We're all just, oh, we're finally here. Now let's get settled in, get, get our sleeping accommodations. And there's some confusion. And the girls got there on the same time, maybe earlier than we did. And come to find out, they did not have accommodations for a place to stay as we're checking in at the gate. And then when we pull up and hear about that and uh, Coach Mack was driving and uh, it turns out we did have accommodations because we were worried for a little bit. He's like, oh, bonus. See you, girls. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to drive all the way back home that night or what? I don't know what they, they I, I'm sure they got somewhere, but yeah, it, it was, it was, the reaction was pretty, pretty memorable. Pretty funny. <laughs> was, uh, was, was Chris freeze the girls coach at the time? I'm trying to remember who was his counterpart. It was either coach Cal or coach. Yeah. Or Chris freeze. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> oh, that is, that's right. That. <laughs> oh, good. Providence oh. college free. Yeah, man. Right. <laughs> Uh, special group yeah (laughs) wow that was back in the day you did not need a passport to enter canada yeah i remember we bought suits up in canada and it came back uh suits like dress suits suits? Uh uh-huh uh-huh at the the mall there in winnipeg uh uh-huh we did You get a better deal on suits in canada i think the the gray one that i had was like 90 bucks it was unbelievable. The three button up, like it was wow. With the shoulder yeah. pads and everything. Uh, this was sleeker than shoulder pads, man. But yeah, no, that was the that was the one you yeah, you. I remember that suit. It, it kind of had like a little shimmer in it, man. It was tiny. yeah. It had a shimmer, <laughs> right? Oh, it was slick. I, I missed that trip to the mall, man. I must have been studying the playbook a second day. Yeah, I don't know if it was if it because we went up there a couple times. I'm not sure if that was it, but yeah, we had there was three or four of us got suits up there, uh, and uh, came, come came back, back looking like come back looking like gangsters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Winnipeg Mall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brother. 
Well, I thought that'd be fun to roll down the old. Uh, yeah, thanks, Don. Remember that. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Don. What was your movie, right, or, or Jeremy? What was your movie? You got. Oh, I, I could. I. I. Can't. You can't even remember the movie. No, man. I I could if you if you it mentioned had, it, it, had, it would ring it had bell. something about it was something about football I think Friday Night Lights Friday Night Lights that's it it was Friday Night Lights there you you're go. right it was it was football good old jukebox jukebox to the rescue wow yeah guy who doesn't go to movies and you yeah you know them all you've watched every trailer <laughs> well, I only knew that the content half half the team got suspended for it of course I remember that I'd get called out of my restful retirement uh, what ryan, movie were they watching i gotta yeah. check this out <laughs> ryan and i were busy taking the high road probably playing ping pong that friday night while yokels go off to the movies <laughs> which theater did you go to jeremy like oh it was, it was like it was lakeville okay yeah yeah we were up, we were up in the mall of america when that, that one went down mall of america wow you know, it, it really comes down to our levels of risk, doesn't it? Uh, some people are just like to take more risks. I, I had a great opportunity at Pensacola Christian College. My friend Ben and I, we found out acapella was an hour away in Mobile, Alabama. And I, I would have loved to have gone to that concert. And and he he went. And I, I just couldn't do it. I did not have that level of risk as much as I wanted to. I just feared getting kicked out. Actually, Pensacola would have been a worse punishment probably than pillsbury uh but yeah For sure man whew, that was so did he get did he get the boot uh, he never got caught and he he had the ability since he worked off campus to use kind of a work type of pass to let him in sure. after hours so i think he used oh, the work man. pass to get that without any questions asked of him so, so just to show Ryan's moral progression. So at Pensacola, he stood strong, but then at Pillsbury, after he graduated, he drove me to an acapella concert. <laughs> so he gets mad at me for getting him to go to a movie, Lord of the Rings, which there's a lot of spiritual principles there, but he drives me to the acapella concert in Marshall, which coincidentally led to me, you know, traveling with them in Kenosis. So it's like, I guess it all worked out in the end. Amen. Amen. But I, I, but I was, I think I was out of school at that time. You, you were, still, yeah, you yep, were you were, but you were obviously a, a strong influence in my life. Still being a Pillsbury, you, you definitely drove me. Yeah, that was good. I, yeah, I can't remember. The, well, we went to several, right? Because there was an ABB concert in Rochester <laughs> too. We went to. You can't remember. Well, what, what would the? I don't know what the cost would have been at Pillsbury though. They it would not have cost you. They would have kicked you out. It would have been maybe a what, small. What fine. did they have demerits or fines? I know uh, they would have. Was it? They would have. Uh, uh, you would have campus. campus. Yeah, they would have campused you. Camp Pillsbury. Yeah, that's what yeah. happened. Yeah, to you're, me right. And you're right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That's you're what. Right. That's they what they would have campused us. Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and, and let the record show, mine had nothing to do with risk. It had all to do with the fact that I went to the movie with John Kitchens. <laughs> <laughs> that guy blabbed it to everybody as soon as he was back. Up. No chance of keeping. <laughs> yeah, that I had no chance. Shot. As no soon as way. I looked down the aisle and I see John Kitchens yelling at about, "You're sunk." What are we saying? We're saying jackal. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. I saw Bruce Willis you... die hard. He was amazing. If you went out to eat with him later, he would have dumped the entire salt shaker on his food. You remember how much oh, salt man. that yeah. guy used? Yeah. Oh, amazing. 
Oh, we need to have Kitch on the uh, podcast. Yeah, I was gonna. I was thinking the same thing, Jeremy. We, yeah, we need we need Kitch. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. boy. Ooh, well, what happens? What's uh? What's uh, give us an update in, in Ohio, there, Matt? You're 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 actually downstream. If I if I if I, if what I heard from you is correct, are you downstream from Palestine? You know what? I, it's funny. I haven't traced the uh, I haven't traced the actual travel from the the cricks there. If that goes all the way to Erie, um, I should probably do that. That probably would have been good prep for the <laughs> podcast. I did do other prep. I didn't. I think you don't have you don't have floating fish in your lawn or anything like that. Just, no. Okay. I, let's put it this way: I'm drinking the tap water. Not everyone in my household is drinking the tap water. Yeah. You've so always never, been the you always have been the risky one. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I've ingested a lot of stuff, so I'm, I'm I think I'll be all right. But uh, it's yeah. So east. So a couple things. So we had two larger things happen very abnormal things happen um so this was probably uh what a week ago uh a week ago tomorrow um feb 27 so it'd be back on the 20th we were coming back from um from a little mini family vacation we took down to uh, columbus and uh, we came back to cleveland area went to lunch and we were driving back from lunch, and I'm going to share this video with you because right when we got on the highway, this is what we saw. All right, so we we started seeing this massive smoke. I'm like, oh, this is not good. And then I asked Casey to do a uh, do a video as we're driving by, and you kind of hear my comments here coming up shortly. up above the train derailment. So they're not letting anybody off here. They're, so they got a controlled burn. Yeah, so what was interesting, we got on the highway and we saw this big plume of smoke and I'm like, I, I knew right away that's not good. It wasn't really close to my work because we were driving past my work. I was like triangulating. I'm like, okay, thankfully it's not my work. That would have been bad. But then I'm like, oh, this is this is not good. So we're rolling up the windows. We're not bringing in any air. And we ended up driving right by it. And I don't know if you caught my comments on there. I took a little shot at Don because Don, when this East Palestine train derailment, which we'll talk about in more depth later, um, you know, so it, it was weird because we the train derailment was something we were talking about as a family. And then we saw this and it was like, what, what's going on here? And the only news that Casey could pull up on her phone was there was some type of controlled burn in Oakwood. And so I made a comment like, oh, here we go. Don's all jazzed about the train derailment. Now I got this thing happening here. And if you could, you could see in the, in the video, in the picture, there's like a hose. So there's a firefighting. This was probably a half hour after it, it exploded. Um, and this is probably where it exploded in Oakwood. So from Oakwood to Twinsburg, five to six miles from, from my house. Um, and basically it was a metal, uh, a metal, metal manufacturer that uh, basically melts down brass and copper. And there was a, a, a very tragic explosion. One person's passed away and I think 11 to 12 were injured. Mm. So um, certainly a very significant from like an OSHA level. Uh, one of the more serious things, obviously you have a fatality and a, and a thing exploding. Um, but it was interesting, obviously, with the backdrop of the of the train derailment, 
that initially I, I was kind of like, you know, trains derail stuff happens. Um, and I think it's probably because my profession, right. I'm in safety, health and environmental. So I have to, you know, I've got emergency plans that are ready if we have disasters like this. So as, as a professional in that field, I know, unfortunately those bad things happen. So I'm probably a little bit more callous to it. I don't know if callous is the right word, but like more measured, like, okay, yep. It happened. It's and Don was raised in the flag, like, dude, what's going on in Ohio? I'm like, it's fine, it's fine. Well, the more I looked into this East Palestine train derailment thing, it's like, whoa, this is a significant environmental disaster. And so, what I'd like to do, uh, for us and for the listeners, I put together just a sh some short video clips of the train derailment, uh, just so we can get we get up to speed and kind of talk through, um, talk through what that looks like. So uh, here's kind of a, just some snippets of of some information, and then we'll I'll share some quotes after that. And then we'll kind of discuss uh, what's going on in Ohio and responses to environmental disasters, like you see. Nearly 50 cars derailed in the small town on Friday, February 3rd, while that train was heading to Conway, Pennsylvania. An immediate evacuation order followed. The next day, the mayor declared a state of emergency. Air quality was being monitored throughout a one-mile zone. Two days later, Governor Mike DeWine issued an urgent evacuation notice to anyone who had not yet left. After concerns of a potential explosion following that train derailment, officials conducted a controlled release of the chemicals, one being that vinyl chloride. Look how that's blowing out now. All right, what I want to show you guys here is, so this is not the picture of uh, this is not video from East Palestine, but it was a train derailment in Oklahoma um, and about four years ago. And why they had to or why they decided to burn off, and we'll 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 talk about whether that was the right call or not, is they were trying to avoid what happened, what happened is called the Blevy, uh, boiling liquid expanding to vapor explosion a massive uh, release of energy uh, when you have trapped chemical that heats up it's bad you trap chemical it's bad news no matter what and so this is an example of what could happen that's why they tried to do a controlled burn in east palestine because they didn't want this to happen and decimate uh, decimate more of the town because it was right in town so just watch what happens here going out more towards a horsehead pump right now so again there's something spewing out of the bottom of that tank now you can see it rupturing and blowing towards that horse head pump so it's even gotten closer oh we just had a pan back pan back pan back we just had a huge explosion we just had a huge explosion here oh that's just incredible on february 8th governor mike dewine lifted the evacuation order Ten days after the train derailment, NTSB pointed to a wheel bearing failure as the suspected cause of the crash. And on February 15th, the first town hall meeting was held. Norfolk Southern wasn't there. After nearly two weeks, Governor DeWine requested federal help, asking CDC medical experts to move in. On February 21st, the EPA administrator went door to door in East Palestine and made a list of demands to Norfolk Southern. The sense of comfort that comes with living in a community like East Palestine has been shattered. Two days later, U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg visited East Palestine. Also, the NTSB released a preliminary report of the crash, calling it 100% preventable. We call things accidents. There is no accident. 
Hey guys, so I'm here at Leslie Run and there's dead worms and dead fish all throughout this water. So, something I just discovered is that if you scrape the creek bed, it's like chemical is coming out of the ground. Can, can you show, can you come here? And, and let me just show this to people. I don't know if you're going to see this on the camera, but watch this. Just see that chemical pop out of the creek. This is disgusting. And the fact that we have not cleaned up the, the, the train crash, the fact that these chemicals are still seeping in the ground is an insult to the people who live in East Palestine. Do not forget these people. we got to keep applying pressure. That's how we're going to fix this problem. Thank you. All right. So that's kind of a, a bit of a summation of what happened. Um, J.D. Vance is one of our uh, one of the senators in Ohio and has done a nice job. I think you probably heard. I don't know if I included that in Trump's thing, but Trump referenced Vance that he was out there trying to advocate for the folks there uh, but just to read a couple um a couple quotes um Aaron Brockovich and I'm not super familiar with her but you might remember a movie uh by her name but anyway she uh she's called that derailment of a train of the train carrying hazardous chemicals in East Palestine Ohio uh earlier this month a disaster like one I've never seen so Brockovich was the one who discovered that groundwater contamination from Pacific Gas and Electric Company was sickening residents in the small town of Hinkley, California, in the 1990s. Um, and she told uh, CNN this morning that East Palestine incident feels reminiscent of that disastrous Hinkley case. She says, I've been doing this for 30 years now, and the lack of information that has not been given to these people, uh, that they've been almost left here, not knowing what's going on, where to go, what to do, who to turn to, their fear. I mean, all of it feels very reminiscent to me of what happened in Hinkley. And after the toxic release, of chemicals, a, a guy by the name of Sil Caggiano, a hazardous materials specialist, told the news, he said, we basically nuked a town with chemicals so that we could get a railroad open. I was kind of surprised when they quickly told the people they could go back home, but then said if they wanted their homes tested, they could have them tested. I would have rather they'd done the testing beforehand. There's a lot of what ifs, and we're going to be looking at this thing 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the line and wondering where all the cancer clusters could pop up and how the well water could go bad. Um, Peter DiCarlo, an environmental health professor at John Hopkins University said, the biggest question remaining is what, if anything, is still being released from the site first and foremost, if there are still residual chemical emissions and that still presents a danger for the people of the area. And uh, for me, it, as I've you know, taken a look at this a little bit, what's interesting to me is um, how polarizing different incidents can be as it relates to impact to the environment. I think we're all familiar, you know, with the, you know, protect the environment, you know, the green initiatives and those types of things, even to the point where our gas stoves in some cases are being challenged, right? California, very real. We're talking about gas stoves impacting the environment. We've got to take a stand. And then you have something that happens in rural America that is one of the worst environmental disasters in in American history, no doubt. And it's, for the most part, radio silence from the government. Now, even the liberal news networks are asking questions and raising the stuff like, but this is not making sense. And you got to have like guys like President Trump come before Buttigieg is going to come and talk about it. And it's just, yeah, the EPA was there. The EPA is always going to be, I've dealt with the Ohio EPA when we have, we've had issues on our sites 
they're very much protect the environment and, and, and help out. But the federal government, the fact it took them so long to have FEMA come and help help out East Palestine because it's not a natural disaster. And Norfolk Southern has been very, almost like they feel like an, uh, untouchable a little bit, has been just very uh, a very odd thing. So as far as what's going on in Ohio, it's got me scratching my head, certainly more than, you know, when Don first sent it out to us, hey, what's going on? This train derailment's a big deal. I was like, yeah, come on, Don, here he goes again. <laughs> and but I'm looking into it, I was like, no, Don's, Don's spot on. This is, this is pretty... Uh, this is some pretty tragic stuff and the long-term effects will likely likely never know. And, and why they let the the folks come back in. Um, I, I don't, I don't fully understand with, with uh, how the, you know, how the water is and, and just, I think again, the unknown of it uh, is still pretty concerning to me. So anyway, that's kind of a summation of what's going on in Ohio. I don't know if you guys, you guys have some thoughts or questions that uh, as we, as we interact on this thing. I'll, I'll ask a quick question. So do you think the delay in the federal government's response is due more to the fact they didn't want to be harmed themselves or the fact that it's not the group of people that voted for them that, that are being impacted by it? Or is it do people have any idea? I think it's I think it's more speculation right now. My personal opinion is if this would have happened in Pittsburgh, a little bit further north, in a major city, obviously they couldn't, they couldn't have shied away from it and they probably would have embraced it uh, more. The fact that it was rural, I think they thought it was going to be smaller than, than what it was. Um, Cause again, like I just showed you guys that video from a train derailment in, um, you know, in Oklahoma from four years ago, that stuff does happen, right? There is some, some massive, uh, some massive stuff that happens. Um, but you know, it's, it's, I think anybody's guess as to why the government didn't have a more ready response that you almost, it just, it doesn't make sense to me because you think this would be a great, it's, it's, it's a layup, man. Like you have something going on here, go in and, and be a presence and show support. And they just, they, they, they wouldn't do it, which again, kind of goes back, you know, Don, what we were talking about last time is just the, the, the evil presence around, like you can't even like, can't even fake it. Go down and support them. What sinister stuff is going on in your mind and in, in the administration and the government that is not allowing the you know, basically the devastation of a, a a town of Americans to be something that we take more seriously, and we wait weeks to respond to it. I just yeah, <clears throat> Matt. That was my thought. Was this whole thing just screams the dehumanization that people have that our government has towards individuals. There is no longer really a care in the world for an individual person, unless that person will get you to another higher level, then you're important. But if that is not the case, no real need to help or to really put an emphasis on there. And it's a sad reality, but I think it's a reality that's seen, this is just a microsm, I believe, of what is happening all over the United States and really maybe even the world. And Satan really loves that dehumanization aspect. If we can mm. get man to not think that his fellow man is worth anything, whether whether or not you know um, you agree with them politically or spiritually or on any other level, you're all drinking that water or living in that you know spot, that property, that soil. And at some point, you just you got to do what's right you have to clean it up um 
but the the response time of these people and how how lackadaisical and really i would even use the word how forced it had to become for them to get there just shows that it's not even a it's not even a real you know um spot in their mind or heart to really do anything out of out of empathy or out of you know just i i need to do this it's and we get we get other things on on the on the you know stove we 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 can do something different with our time it's sad yeah hopefully hopefully not the gas stove jeremy because we know those right. gas stoves Ele- are electric stove well, yeah. yeah thank run you by, thank you run run by all our solar panels on our roofs <laughs> yeah there you go good matt do you see any correlations or similarities between what happened in east palestine and in oakwood no because those are you know you, know, you, you had the video footage of oakwood Mm-hmm. And then, of course, what happened in East Palestine happened week a week coming weeks earlier. Yeah. Any 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 correlations or similarities at all that you can think of? The only similarity uh, that I could see right off the bat is that in East Palestine they were trying to prevent a blevy boiling mm-hmm. liquid expanding to vapor explosion. That's why they burned that off because they thought that would be you know, a worse thing. And I think the, my personal opinion is the factory explosion was a result of a blevy in, in that factory where likely a furnace, something mm. got trapped. And, and that's what it is. When you have that violent of an eruption where you've got, I mean, they collapsed a whole brick wall. Like it's, I mean, the, the factory's decimated, you know, you've got, um, it, it was a significant explosion in there and it likely was due to something being trapped in a, a violent explosion there. That's about the only similarities uh, that I can see there. Now it's interesting enough. You, you probably saw in that uh, the NTSB said, Hey, it was due to this axle getting too hot. Um, so another, another thing that likely was in there that there was likely warning signs in, in both cases, we know for sure in the East Palestine, I've not, obviously been able to get any information on the local one because that's not, you know, that's really kind of hush hush, you know, more hush hush, but um, there was likely indications uh, that something was going wrong. It's not like everything's normal, 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 and it blows up. There was likely something that led to that. And like uh, the NTSB representative said, these are preventable issues. And so as they trace back and they do the investigation, there will be things that either were missed or known and not prioritized and not fixed or addressed with the level of rigor and priority that needed to happen um, that that could have prevented these things from 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 going you know, becoming catastrophic. Um, you know, had they followed the the alert signs when they said, "Hey, this axle's up to 250 degrees," if they would have put the now they were in the process of stopping, but I think they went like 20 miles. Like mm-hmm. it, it should have been more of an immediate stop. Um, and then in, in the factory explosion, I, I don't know all the stuff that led to it, but those would be the two similarities. It just strikes me that there there are no environmentalist people out there raising a ruckus about, you know, what happened. You know, usually you would see somebody, you know, environmentalists going down there and just, you know, causing trouble basically because of these uh, materials and these chemicals are being shipped by by train because these you know things are being burned off or or, or substances are are that are harmful to the environment or are are actually in 
factories that are right across the street from people's homes and things like that. You know, I don't see any of this. I don't see any of that. And that's, yeah, it seems like an easy target. For them, right, right. Exactly. I mean, that's what doesn't make sense to what, me. What's her, what's her name? Greta? What, what's her name? That, that, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Greta Thunberg. Where is she? Why isn't she all she, over she, this? Well, yeah. But you got, yeah. yeah a couple of weeks later, you got Aaron Brockovich is there, you know, so you sure. got some things with East Palestine, but you know, as it relates to, you know, just from a safety perspective, you know, industry relies on the use of hazardous chemicals mm-hmm. right and so that's why you've got the regulations through osha through epa uh regulates i mean it's it's uh you know, process safety management is a critical one from a life safety perspective that when you're dealing with hazardous chemicals there's there's a it's it's process safety management spelled out by osha all the steps you need to take the training the procedures the safeties all that stuff the industry best practice standards to where you can safely work with hazardous chemicals and not have it happen like that if you don't have those hazardous chemicals if we're not able to melt down brass and copper if we're not able to to have these things transfer from you know from one area of the country to another your industry and the americas we know it turns into you're not able to do business the way that we that we've done it so again i think it more links to their safe ways to handle even hazardous chemicals and when that's not followed you see the tragic the tragic uh, results of that. Hmm. Wow. Well, and is it, and this isn't, this isn't like, I mean, there are other factories around the United States that are, are having accidents far more than what we normally see. Is that, is that an accurate statement? Is that something you've seen in your, in your line of work? Um, I wouldn't, Every year is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the challenges of the challenges of the pandemic, I think, has increased um, the risk because you've got a lot of people moving jobs. You got a lot of new people starting, and that's always a recipe for disaster. So it's been one of our biggest challenges too. You know, I'd have to take a, a broader look. Um, you know, obviously, you, you see things come out. You know, what was it several months ago or in 2022? Seems like a lot of food. Uh, manufacturing facilities mm-hmm. or farms were were hit or had had catastrophic fires um that was interesting or planes you know crashing into them or something something crazy like that um these big accidents it, it, it would you'd probably need like a, a a university or like a think tank to really take a look at and tie those together i wouldn't be surprised if it was increasing in nature both because you've got the inexperience doing the job but then also because there's nefarious yeah, people and uh, systems of thought at work that are trying to push a worldview an agenda that says, hey, let's create the chaos. You know, I think about mm-hmm. like, the, what is it? The Batman, the Dark Knight speaking of movies, you know, it, what was Joker's thing? It was, it was, he was creating chaos. Chaos, yeah. Right. And, and that chaos was a framework where people are fearful and they don't know what to do. So they're going to follow his agenda. Well, that's exactly what the forces of darkness want. They want to create that chaos and fear. So then you're basically at their beck and call and do whatever they want. Nope. Um, so, yeah, what we need to do is bring back the X-Files. I don't know if you guys watch that show. We need to bring oh, back yeah. Fox, <laughs> Fox and Scully, get them on the, get them on the case, bring back the X-Files. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> Start them on that string of lights challenge in Brooklyn park. Hey, hey, hey you got to start somewhere. He's all, I know Fox would be all over that. What okay. the, I got a, a question for you, Don. So you were you were pretty you were pretty on this one right off the bat. What 
what led you to say like this is a this is a very serious thing like what what type of intel do you have up in minnesota that i didn't have in ohio <laughs> well i was what i was seeing in twitter i was i i i i've been monitoring twitter a little more than normal lately and just what i was seeing in twitter at just like the the pictures and the 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 lack of interest from the media hmm. And I mean, this was something that, you know, people were reporting. These weren't, weren't media people that reporting this. These were pictures of, you know, from actual people that were there on site were actually reporting this. And there was no interest from the media whatsoever. That's what it That's where I was like, something doesn't seem right here. Why are, why are we, why is this not like a big, huge story on the cover of every internet page uh, in the nation? And that's what kind of was like, this is, this is weird. So. I guess that's what that was what drew me to it. I guess I was like, why are we not? Why is this being talked about when I would think something environmental and save the earth would be a very big deal to everybody in this time of day? But yeah, that, that that's probably my biggest uh, yeah, paradox or conundrum. Like, like I said, we we are just fuming hot about gas stoves, but dump tankers full of the worst chemical <laughs> known to man and yeah. blow it up and yeah that's fine yeah drink the water stay living there like just don't bother me and my posh lifestyle that like that just it doesn't compute it doesn't yeah. compute well as you got the uh north stream pipeline uh a few months ago too that was that was an environmental disaster but nobody cared it seemed like oh yeah don't even get me started on that one <laughs> all right i will <laughs> that's all other. that's all too late oh boy <laughs> like oh, i said boy. i'll I'll, I'll say this guys i identify i identify as a conspiracy theorist you guys know that and my mm -hmm. pronouns are told you so <laughs> special special so yeah, thankfully we're you I I am safe in Ohio. We are safe. Uh but yeah, it's obviously it's uh things you don't see every day and uh just uh, makes you pause and think uh, think through ask questions. So I appreciate Don you kind of raising that challenging us to think more deeply on uh, on these things and it was hopefully the uh information I was able to provide was helpful and and so was thought yeah, that was thanks, Matt. Is it and you're like what 60 miles away from East Palestine? Six, is 62 miles from East okay. Palestine. Wow. Okay. Mm, not too far. And that's not south, right? It's kind of yeah, south southeast, southeast. Southeast of me. Yeah, it's along the uh, Ohio, Pennsylvania uh, border. Okay. So yeah. Yep. Crazy times. Yep, crazy times. All righty, Ryan. All right. The time. It's time. It's time for some trivia. And uh, I just want to uh, say I had an interesting experience myself this week. Um, not quite as interesting maybe as Don's lights in the sky, but um, <clears throat> I, let's see, this was Monday night into Tuesday. I'm sharing this with you all because I know you um, enjoy, you know, funny stories from my life. Do you all know I've passed out before? Uh, do, does that ring a bell? Like I've, I've passed out. Does that? What? Have I ever shared that sort of thing with you? I don't recall that. Well, that's because of like blood or something, right? I mean, you, you yeah. 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 Oh yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't have these normal 
um, situations for no reason. But Jeremy, you might remember in college playing baseball, I think the year you were playing, um, we had a Friday night late game and then an early Saturday uh, with the team from Wisconsin. And I was going to yeah. pitch the next morning and I, I just started going into this passing out and I, cu I couldn't even play for a while in that game. So it, I, I think I know the formula. I've been able to prevent it for a while, but it, it kicked in this past week. And I, I'm thankful I'm still alive because it was, it was dicey. Uh, I, I got up at uh, about three o'clock overnight, Monday into Tuesday, had to use a restroom. And I think part of my issue was um, I was wearing long johns to sleep, and I usually don't do that, but I was, the living room felt colder. And so I was extra warm and uh, went to the bathroom and I was, you, you usually don't wear anything to bed then or what? Uh, you got any guns? <laughs> All I want to do is zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I do wear I do wear clothes to bed, Don. Just okay, not good. like okay. the extra winter long johns. It was and, just uh, that sigh yeah. of relief. Everybody, you heard. Yeah, thanks for clarifying. That's a good clarifying question. Ryan, I'm I'm a minimalist when it comes to bedtime. Too. Okay, we didn't even know this. That, that didn't happen. <laughs> Yeah, well, who started it? I'm like, look, lights in the sky. <laughs> oh, my name's Don. I got to get my sleeping bag before I get in my bed. Oh, you, that covers for a reason. They're covering, covering you up. Oh, all right, Ryan. So you're passing out. Tell, yeah. So, on. so I, I went to use the restroom. It's three three a.m. and I'm like, uh oh, I'm not feeling so good. And I also didn't drink chocolate milk that night. I, I had a dessert. Aaron and I had dessert with some friends of ours. He's a, he's a physician. And I started feeling guilty about my diet, my chocolate milk intake. And so I cut back on it that night and I'm like, okay, this should help. But I think it cost me because I think that dropped my blood sugar level. So I'm leaving the bathroom. And that's the last thing I remember. I, I also, next thing I know, I woke up, I somehow fell backwards. I hit my head on the toilet. And oh. I, when I, when I became conscious again, Aaron was awakened because it was so loud. She said, and I had the worst pain in the back of my head. I'm like, Oh, I'm laying there like this. And she said, it's bleeding. I'm like, Oh no. So I'm like, am I, am I bleeding out? What, what's happening? <laughs> and, uh, she, she couldn't tell if I needed stitches or not. I'm thinking if I got to go get stitches, I'm going to pass out again. This is horrible. So I'm thinking, Oh, well, Lord, thank you for this life I've lived. I don't know how bad the injury is, uh, but um, eventually Aaron got me to the living room couch and I, I laid there and she checked on me an hour and a half later. She took great care of me, like put pressure on, got the cold rag, the wet rag, and she came out and still bleeding. I'm like, oh no, I do not want to get stitches. Um, thankfully, I did not need stitches. Um, I, I obviously had to take a little time off the next morning. I had a, I had an evaluation with my father-in-law, uh, via FaceTime. I don't even think I suffered a concussion. I, I remembered everything up to the point where I lost consciousness, but think about that. You, you lose consciousness, you fall back, you hit something as hard as a toilet. Wow. And uh, so a, I'm thankful I didn't need stitches B that it wasn't like the front of my head, right. um, so really the Lord was, was really gracious to me, but kind of, kind of life and death type stuff. Like you just never know. Right. 
So are you wow. are you like diabetic or what? I mean, chocolate milk, sugar, you low blood sugar, you know. No, I, I'm not. I'm not diabetic. Um, but I think it was just that combination of okay, middle of the night, uh, I was really hot. Uh, may not have had the liquids or the sugar in my system that I'm, I'm used to at that point. I think my legs might have locked up because I remember thinking, oh, this is, I, I know what's feelings coming on and I need to get down as soon as I can. I've done that before. Um, but uh, I, I did not in time. And then the next thing I'm like, ah, what is that pain in the back of my head? Why am I next to the toilet? Uh, <laughs> sort of the, the whole thought process going through my mind. But uh, yeah, so I just thought I'd share that with you guys. So I'm thankful to be here for uh, another Truth and Tunes trivia episode tonight. Uh, you all may not be thankful based on the questions I've chosen, uh, but yeah, I'm typically not. <laughs> right. This this is this is these are classic signs of of alien abduction. I think we should uh... <laughs> seriously. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> did well, you did see I a small do dog when you were passed <laughs> yeah, out? Yeah, I think I, I did. would not put it past that. Put it past that guy. <laughs> Argo, better, better time traveler. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know the drill. Your name's your buzzer. We've got three questions lined up tonight. Uh, the first couple will be truth related. I've I've chosen to ask a couple of questions based upon the Apostle Paul. So I hope you all can go back to your Bible classes at college at Pillsbury when you had some extra time to study on suspension from the, the movie watching. Um, so let's see how well that goes. Oh keep boy. Them up, keep them up. Keep them up. <laughs> All right. Question number one. Now this, you didn't, you didn't say pal, you didn't yeah. say whether this is going to be a music one or a. Oh, I, I thought I said the first two questions were truth, truth questions. Oh, maybe I wasn't paying attention. All right. <laughs> one of us one of us hit a toilet this week not sure all right, all right so, this, uh... yeah if you've got the tunes ready for the background that, that's good 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 this is the island uh where paul was shipwrecked as he made his way to rome jeremy jeremy uh what was crete crete Good guess, but I, I think that's incorrect according to my my knowledge base here. But mm. very good guess. Yeah, by All the right. way, Jeremy, Jeremy's uh he's the guy to beat tonight. So uh okay, Matt, you were about to say something. Nope, I was just thinking. We'll say Don. All right, Don. Is this uh, is this Cyprus? Is that a, an island? Another good guess. Yeah, it is. Another good guess, but no. Mm-hmm uh matt matt uh what is malta that is correct malta it is mm. we got don lamont over there googling stuff come on <laughs> no no i just had to, I had to think about it because i i i was i thought of what jeremy said then i thought of like sicily and i got i had acapella song up on the isle of patmos i said no that's yeah, john yeah. the revelator yeah so i had it I didn't sit and think about it. Yeah. Sit and think about it. I'd go back to Axe and I'll, let me think about this. Nicely done. Nicely done. And see, 
going to those concerts paid off there to narrow down the logic. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. Cross Pat Mazopoulos. Thanks. I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Fire up the music for question two. All righty. Speaking of the Apostle Paul, this is the method he used to escape from Damascus. Matt? Matt! Uh, I am going to guess, I am not certain of this, but I'm going to say, what is uh, a basket over the wall and down out of the town? Could you be more descriptive, please? <laughs> a wicker, a wicker basket. You <laughs> don't know. That's what came to mind. Uh, it, it's exactly right. You got it. You are correct. Wow. In a basket Sweet. down the wall is what I have. So that's it. That's Matt it. wraps up the victory in the first two questions. Unless you guys want to count the third question for two two questions. What do you think? We got to do the third one, yeah. but I'm glad you sent the email to Matt this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> check check the texting, dude. I, I was, come on, I was I was come texting. On, come on, movie lover. Toilet. Come on, movie theater lover. Don't be taking <laughs> on me. Oh wow. So well done, Matt. Matt's uh, in tune with his Apostle Paul story. So uh, Paul's my brother <laughs> from another mother. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. Just for fun, question three, and I think Matt will keep the music muted here. Correct. These were the two Christian artists who sang the song from 1994, Another Time, Another Place. <laughs> Done. Done! <laughs> Let's go. Yes. Uh, that would be Sandy Patty and Wayne Watson. That is correct. Wow! With the legendary duet. I just, I just, I just listened to the saga a couple days ago. Oh, that's just, right. You've got was, that list now, right? Or that? Well, uh, it, it was. It's my. It's in my 2022 year in review, and that song popped up. 2022 year in review. From yeah, 94? for me. No, well. <laughs> Well, I like to go back to the oldies once in a while. So yeah, that, it was in my list. Uh, you know, the, the, the 2022 year in review, it's an Amazon playlist that it goes back to 2022 and picks up all your top songs that you listen to in 2022. Ah, uh, wow. Did we, Matt and Jeremy, did you know that answer? Oh, no. I probably, I was going to guess Amy Grant and Michael W. Yeah. Smith, to be honest with you. I, but, I uh, was going to say Amy Grant, and I had no idea who the other one was. Yeah, that's a banger. That was, a banger. That was a total guess. We, uh, interestingly <laughs> enough, we sang a Wayne Watson song this morning at church. We're the uh, people of God. Class We're the of People of God. Oh, yeah. We sing all that all by the time. his name. Oh, not, man. So good. Not the class all of 95. From the dark. Not, not, not the class of nine. No, I'm sure that was a narrow second to almost made the cut, but no. Yeah, we're the people. Yeah, it's yeah, Saints, everyone. Uh, so good. Yeah, we yeah, we went from uh, how deep the father's love right into uh, the people of God. Oof. Okay, it was okay. good. It's good. Yeah, I I distinctly remember as Don Don referred to this song as a banger. Um, but <laughs> I, I remember listening to it one time and the DJ 
after the song was over because this song just dominated the christian charts right down for so long uh, it was just beloved in, in the circles um but the dj said we might as well just call this the number one song for all time I, I mean they were just heaping praise like this was the greatest song wow with us uh, what so oh, it's so good but okay so yeah I, i'm i'm kind of tripping a little bit on what was it what was it talking about like give me give me the context what was uh, it talking? another time e- another place yeah like, eternity with god that's what it is that's what it's yeah, talking about it's it's not thinking about life here on this terrible earth that we live on it's uh so I'm awaiting for another time and another place where uh, my okay. hopes and dreams will be captured with one look at Jesus' face. Ah, good, good. So that's the that's part of the chorus, anyway. I thought it was a Michael W. Smith like, uh, like I said, friends are friends forever. Like another time, another place. Maybe we will no. have been friends, or you know, no, start a new relationship <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad it had a little more biblical thrust to it. That's great. <laughs> it, it it did and it does. So, yeah. Well, congrats, Matt, on uh, on picking up a win tonight. Oh, so needed, man. Trivia. I was barren. Yeah, it's good. A little... Don got a little a little bit on the scoreboard yeah. tonight too. Yeah, so. Don. Well, sh- good work. Shut shut out, Jeremy. That's all that matters. Shut, shut me down. Yeah. As my <laughs> my son would say, put the clamps on him. That's all he talks about. I'm putting the clamps on you. Like what? <laughs> Just say I'm playing defense. No, I'm putting yeah. the clamps. Like, whatever. You don't even know. Does how he to... shut you down? Uh, no. Oh. No. <laughs> not, <laughs> not quite yet. That may happen in the next couple of years, but uh, not yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, one quick, before we move on to Jeremy's uh, Fix Your Eyes devotional, one quick update. Uh, I think our last Calling Your Shot had us uh, predicting the Super Bowl a few months ago. We just uh, saw the Super Bowl come to fruition here Mm -hmm. in the last couple of weeks, and the Chiefs beat the Eagles. And so I think I just wanted to bring this out. None of us guessed the Chiefs, which seemed like it'd be a really guess. I I had thought you picked the Chiefs, right? He talked about it. I've got talked about it. Yeah, I think I mentioned them, but um, Matt, you had the Vikings. Don had the Vikings. Jeremy had the Dolphins. I at least had the Eagles. So I'm hoping you guys will Hmm. say, since my team made it, you can chalk this one up for me. Is that fair? Can I get the victory on this one? (laughs) No. No No chance. That was a quick decision. Not a chance. Man, even after my toilet issue, you guys don't have any sympathy on me? <laughs> nope, just, none. Just go drink some chocolate milk. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Get your IV hooked up tonight. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, right. Pump that and chocolate don't milk. wear those stinking tidy yeah. whitey so I'm, I'm <laughs> done wearing those slappy long johns, that's for sure. Goodness. That was a bad decision. So what yeah. did you guys what did you guys think of the final that fight that last that last sequence of plays for Kansas City sealed the victory where the guy down the ball at the one yard line were you for it were you against it it was tied at the time was, was that correct it was a tie ball game at the time when he oh, I think you're right oh absolutely yeah. he absolutely did the right thing okay. oh yeah 100%. I I, I give Jalen Hurts time no yeah a minute right. and a half no way would you have say would you have uh, right do you think he did the right thing. I think he did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you would you have would you have advocated for the same thing if they were down one? Wow. Well, yes. You would have. Okay. 
I think yeah. so too. I, th- I think, I think that is an unmissable kick. Yeah. You got, uh, you got that guy's, was it Boudicker, Buttigieg? What's, yeah, <laughs> but, but, but a lot of, a lot Buttigieg's of, brother. a lot of, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I'll be like, by well, uh, anyway, <laughs> uh. <laughs> moving right along. Anyway, that guy could hit a field goal in a snowstorm from like three miles away, man. He's got a, Though he did do, he had a doink early on, yeah, which yeah, was a bit right. surprising. Yeah, um, I don't, the, he, he man, I don't, kicker. I don't know if I do that with down one. I I could see it being because your worst case scenario is that you stay tied. You if you happen to miss yeah. the field goal, right? You yeah. stay tied. It's way more, right. Yeah. Whereas if you're down one and you still do it, I think that's that's it's, that's too risky. And of course, if really the Vikings risky. if the Vikings did that, of course they'd mess it up and and lose yeah. the game entirely. But. Yeah. But uh, I don't know False if I start twelve minutes in the huddle. Yep, <laughs> holding. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm illegal he, hands to the face. Obviously, that guy ha- got instructions from the top down. If you have yeah. a chance to score, to down your yep. to put you know put yourself down at the one. Yep. And uh, but uh, and and yeah, I think it was a, it was the smart play. But man, if if any, I, I'm just trying to go through these scenarios of. It, what wouldn't I, you know, yeah. would that, would I not agree with that? And I think if I'm down one. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Don. If, if I'm down one to, to make sure that you go ahead, mm-hmm. you know, tied, no problem. You get the fall back, you're in overtime, but down one, man, that'd be really hard to yeah. do. But can you imagine that guy and knowing you've got, you've got the dance into the end zone yeah. in a Super Bowl, in a Super Bowl, and uh, you, can you you are not. I give that guy all the credit yeah, in the world. That's awesome. Yeah. That's of o- obeying the coaches and and just thinking through that. But man, I would give him that football and say, "This is as good as a touchdown football." Here you go, bud. That was wow. that was Jarek McKinnon, former Viking. Can mm-hmm. you imagine all the people that bet on McKinnon to score a touchdown in that game <laughs> and saw him yeah. like wide open to the pylon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, interesting. Wow. All righty. <sighs> Jeremy, why don't you finish this out? Yeah. So I'm going to go to uh, just direct our thoughts to Philippians chapter one. In just the very beginning, Paul gives a prayer. Speaking of our your, your brother, um, gives a prayer to the Philippians. And I'm just going to read uh, just a couple of verses here and then talk about three things, that three observations that I want to make. And hopefully to encourage you and me and our listeners tonight. In verse 3 of chapter 1, he says, I thank God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you, because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and my defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with my affection in Christ Jesus, and it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent And so, and to be pure, blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory 
and praise of God. I've got three thoughts here. And um, my first thought is this, as I, as I read through this prayer, and I'm, I'm kind of spending some time here in my own devotions, and I'll be, I'll be preaching from this soon. But um, as I look at this prayer that Paul has for these people, there's a clear affection that he has. But here's something that I have struggled with recently. It's, it's with the word joy. We've talked about some very difficult situations from East Palestine to personal issues with hitting our heads on the toilet at night all these different things that really do do concern us and really do play a part in our minds. And, and we have, all of us have our own personal struggles and we all have our own journeys and we fight in our minds and our hearts over, over certain things. But I can tell you this, it is sometimes difficult and, and hard to choose joy uh, when you're in the trial, whatever trial that is. And I'm not saying joy as happiness. I'm saying joy as a choice. And so my first observation, I just want you to understand that joy is a virtue that we are to choose. And it's part of our character. It's part of God's character. And you can choose joy within a trial. I believe that's where James goes in James chapter one. He's not saying rejoice and be happy that you're in a trial. He's saying, no, choose joy because Christ is in it with you. And I want to just define joy just to, by, by saying this, that the best definition I have come across is two words. It is this, of defining joy, it is grace recognized. Grace recognized that whatever situation you're in, God's grace is enough for you and enough for me to go through our situation. And I know just looking at all of us right now, we all have our own struggles. We all have our own difficulties in life and, and serious issues and difficulties in life from time to time. But God allows us and asks us to choose joy. And Paul is doing that here because he has been imprisoned. He has gone through very difficult circumstances. And he's saying of these people, and I'll read it again in verse four, I always in every prayer of mine uh, for you all making my prayer with joy. Where was he? He was in jail. He he could have been killed. He could have been completely uh, starved out. He could have been um, and and often was mistreated uh, to the place where death was maybe imminent. But he chose joy. So number one observation this evening, I want to just say that we we can choose joy. And uh, so for this week, all of you who are listening, um, maybe maybe think about that. Choose joy this week, no matter what your circumstances, because God's walking with. You and that trial hand in hand. The second is the choice of partnership. I I note here that he says, because of your partnership, and it was the partnership of the gospel. So we have a cho choice of joy. We also have a choice of partnership. Do you realize that you and I can choose to partner with people in our church and our pastors and, and those who who help us uh, in our local churches and, and even the county group, accountability groups that uh, maybe we even enjoy with our friendships here? We can choose that, but we can also make the choice away from that. We can walk away from partnerships. And that's a scary thing, because if you're at that level, if you're at that point where you will walk away from a relationship that points you to Christ and helps you choose joy in the middle of certain circumstances, what you're really doing is saying, I don't identify in the gospel, and I don't identify in God. I don't identify in Christ and his joy, and I do not count his um, pathway and journey for me to be what I need to shape me into his image. So choose joy 
choose that partnership, continue on in that partnership. And then the third one, which I, I also enjoy, and it kind of parallels to some of what I've said, but to choose the completion. He says in um, verse six, I'm sure of this, Paul says, I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And he yeah. says, it's it's right for me to feel, uh, feel that way about you. So he knew that they were going through some difficulties. He knew as a church, they were going through things. And Paul, Paul knew that they knew that he was going through some stuff, but he also knew that this was part of the journey. And, and I want to make this statement as you choose completion, as you, as you choose to let God complete in you while you're alive and, and Ryan, you get a couple of extra days because you didn't die in the bathroom uh, the other day. But in all of our lives, he's, he's ordained our days. He's ordained our time here on earth. And if we choose to be completed by him, I'm going to make this statement. It is okay to be a work in progress. You are not, and I am not going to be 100% perfect every single day, every single hour, every single minute, whether it's the response to our wife, whether it's raising our kids, whether it's the you know, responses to these catastrophes that have happened to people at large in our in our world, in our, our country, whatever the case may be, it is okay to be a work in progress, but that does not mean that we abdicate and relinquish all of that and just say, it's all going to come by God. You have to be involved with this process. You have to be a willing participant. And that's what I, I want to uh, press into just us and our listeners today, that it's okay to be a work in progress, but still choose for that completion to make, uh, to happen, that you don't, you don't stiff arm Christ and say, you know what, I'm only going to be completed a little bit today, because I really don't have time for you, Lord, I, I, I would, I would argue that was not Paul's view of the Philippians, and that was not what he was driving to, because later on, he says, I want you to have all of that knowledge, all of that discernment, all of those things that you can have in Christ, which does speak of unspeakable joy. And one day we will all share in that partnership and that relationship together um, in heaven when we don't have to fight the battles that we fight here on this earth. So choose joy, choose the partnership, and then choose completion. And remember that God is God is here for us and he is not our enemy. He wants to take us through some some refining fires, and sometimes that's several of them, to get us to be shaped to his image and his likeness with his character and his virtue in mind so that we can correctly reflect him to others. So that's my challenge for you guys tonight, and it's been a challenge for me, and I'm looking forward to digging deeper into this book uh, as we come in the next little few months here at our church, but I uh, thought I'd share that with you as I've, I've scratched the surface here. Great. Thank you for that encouragement, Jeremy. Well, that is a wrap on episode 60 on this, the 26th day of February, year of our Lord, 2023. This was Six in the Mix, talking faith, family, sports, and politics. Find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast content. Review us and leave a comment. Visit our Facebook page at Six in the Mix Podcast and comment on what topics you'd like us to discuss. We are also on Twitter at 6inthemixpod. Join us on our journey.